0: time for back to the futures on the betql network with lucy burge and brandon sprague
1: all right what's going on everyone my name is zach kroll i'm gonna be filling in for brandon today here on back to the futures i'm hopefully with lucy burge we're having a little bit of technical issues lucy are you with me could you hear me
2: i can hear you and i can see you can i not be seen nor heard at this moment, No, we're
1: good. I can see you. I okay. can hear you. I think we're oh, good. Okay. I think we're good for awesome. a show. We'll see okay. what's going on? Happy I am
2: I am so happy to have you here, Zach, and uh, Miss Brandon, of course, he will be back next week, but Zach, thank you so much for filling in here on Back to the Futures here on Odyssey and the BetQL Network each and every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So a lot of things have happened this weekend. There's a lot to get to tonight, but we have to start with how was your weekend, Zach?
1: Lucy, it was good. Just a great weekend. The weather was nice here in New York. Went out last night, went to the restaurant, had a nice dinner, had a burger. It was a good time. And just a lot of watching sports, you know, a lot of watching sports, but uh, relaxing, hanging out with friends as well. And it's just wild. This is a great time of year with baseball going on. We're going to get into the MLB trade deadline a little bit later in the show. But training camp in the NFL is underway. I'm actually going to be heading to Jets camp on Tuesday uh, for the first time in a while. Hopefully, we'll get a good look at Zach Wilson and the guys uh, over there as they get ready for the season. But I'm really excited to go. And football's in the air. next or This Thursday, I should say, we are going to have a preseason football game to bet on. I already can't wait. And football is right around the corner. There's not much better in terms of times of year than summer getting ready for football.
2: It's true. And thankfully, it is around the corner. And we are soaring toward football season because baseball season has not been going great here in Boston, where I see every day now Red Sox fans walking to and fro from the games. Just so sad both both ways they're they're like hopeful and, and sad on the way there and on the way back they're just sad and downtrodden and it's been really it's just they won today but it's like yeah okay we need the trade deadline to get here fast because this weekend in baseball was not super pretty however the rest of the weekend was pretty good I got a lot of errands done I did get a new chair to sit in for this and it does swivel which is why I'm saying this because my new habit is just to swivel around um so that'll be fun and The Choco Taco news, Zach, I I have to just get into this for a second, because I'm not a huge Choco Taco person. I'm actually, much like Ross on Friends, not a huge ice cream person, which is very controversial because it hurts my teeth. The taste of ice cream, totally fine. I like it as a food. Hurts my teeth, so I don't generally eat it. However, the day before this Choco Taco news that rocked the world came out that there is being discontinued. The day before, I noticed at the corner store, shout out Marlboro Market here in Boston, which I love, um, I noticed that they had some in their freezer. Don't know why I noticed this, like at all. have no idea why. And so that day that this news was announced, I ran over there, absolutely booked it to buy. Turned out to be four of them. So that I can turn this around and sell it for profit because if they are really discontinued and this is not a little like ploy for more uh, sales and to, to say like, oh, actually we're bringing them back. We're going to Gronk this out of retirement, which I also think he's coming out of retirement, but I think they're going to unretire the Choco Taco. But if they don't, I've got four of them in my freezer. If anyone wants to buy one or all for $10,000 each, that is the, the starting price. <laughs> i think for the chaco tacos because they again are not to be found anywhere so that was my weekend i also saw black phone if anyone has seen black phone and wants to discuss i have a lot of thoughts and uh you can see them on my actually on my instagram this evening at lucio Burge. zach if you do you have an instagram
1: i do i'll check it out
2: <laughs> okay no follow zach on instagram and twitter what is your handle
1: oh uh, yeah the instagram uh, z-a-c underscore k-r-u-l-l Twitter, pretty similar. Z a c k r u l l underscore. So you just move the underscore a little bit uh, to the right. But uh, yeah, question for you about the chocolate taco. You. Yeah, yeah, follow Zach on they... Instagram
2: and Twitter. It's great.
1: Um, are you can can you sell a choco taco on eBay? Like one, like once you find the person that wants it, what's the process after that?
2: See, this is the issue, Zach. Is that and uh, our Evan brought this up uh, in the chat? Was that the Twinkies? You could sell those for like hundred dollars when those went uh, out of business, essentially. But this is the thing with the Choco Taco is that they melt and you need to freeze them. So it's much like I think it, an issue where buying Dippin' Dots, which is something I love. I love Dippin' Dots. Um, ice cream of the future, shout out. But when you you order them, which I haven't done, but shipping is so expensive because it has to come basically like freeze dried and the, the packing is just so extensive. So I would have to figure out a way to ship it that in you know, a way that it doesn't melt. So basically the, the stipulations are you have to live a mile from me and I can hand deliver it to you or a, a convenient spot and uh, $10,000 asking price for that too. You also probably have to walk a little bit. So if you want to buy one Choco Taco, uh, it could be a little bit of a hassle, but that's it. See, this is one of the issues as I was was buying them was like, yeah, this might be a thing, but Worst comes to worst, I've got four Choco Tacos that I could try, because I might have maybe just had one Choco Taco in my life. <laughs> oh, Potentially. I know
1: you're going to say you, you ate one of them, but uh, luckily- Yeah, no, no. Well, you can make Those nice are prop. gold.
2: Exactly. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So I'm glad that we both had very good weekends, a lot to be excited about with football, but we should really start with the sad news of the day. Bill Russell has passed away, an absolute legend, an icon, the definition of those words, 11-time NBA champion, died today at 88 years old. He played 13 seasons with the Celtics, of course, just an absolute Boston icon. They did a very nice tribute to him at Fenway today at the Red Sox game. The news was announced pretty, like, very, very soon before the Red Sox game. So my sources were telling me that what happened was they announced it at Fenway, and there was an audible gasp and people groaning because, I mean, everybody knows knows Bill Russell. So just very, very sad news. And I was walking down the street in Boston when I saw this. I kind of looked around, people looking at their phones, and it's like an absolute Boston icon passes away. And the news was announced in a tweet from his account today in a statement which said, in part, Bill Russell, the most prolific winner, in American sports history, passed away peacefully today at age 88 with his wife, Janine, by his side. Arrangements for his memorial service will be announced soon. That will absolutely be packed, I am sure. 11 times an NBA champion and at the helm for two NBA championships as the first black head coach of any North American professional sports team. Along the way, Bill earned a string of individual awards that stands unprecedented. As it went unmentioned by him in 2009, the award for the NBA finals MVP was renamed after two time Hall of Famer as the Bill Russell NBA finals most valuable player award. And we hope each of us can find a new way to act or speak up with Bill's uncompromising, dignified and always constructive commitment to principle. That would be one last and lasting win for our beloved number six. Very, very profound for a man that just has just done it all. I mean, this he was incredible.
1: Yeah, Lucy, you mentioned it right there, saying that they named the NBA uh, Finals MVP trophy after him. And when I think of Bill Russell, one of the first things that comes to mind for me is it's been cool to see him in the crowd and present at the last few NBA Finals, and he actually gives out uh, the trophy to whoever wins MVP. And whether it's LeBron, whether it's Steph Curry, guys who are mega, ultra celebrities, players at the top of the league you could even see it in their faces like when they meet bill russell they're a little bit starstruck just because of how big of a legend this guy is and he is the ultimate winner in the nba when you're comparing him to some of the other best players of all time it's interesting because his numbers and his statistics might not jump off the page to you as one of the best players of all time but he's the ultimate winner he's one of those guys when he was on your team, you knew you always were going to have a chance to win. And whether it was a coach, whether it was as a player, uh, this guy was just the ultimate winner. And a couple of other things for me about Bill Russell that really stood out. This guy was actually present when Martin Luther King made his I Have a Dream speech. He was sitting there in the first row. So on and off the court, the impact this guy had was incredible And uh, just a Boston icon, as you said, and I'm going to be curious uh, what the feeling is in Boston over the next few days when you guys are honoring him and just remembering uh, everything he meant to the city.
2: Exactly. And that is that is an incredible thing that really drives home how much of an impact Martin Luther King had on him and that he had on everybody else. I mean, he just was absolutely incredible. But you see all day. NBA players, a lot of Celtics players, of course, pretty much all of them, tweeting how much Bill Russell meant to them. Every NBA player, I can't imagine one that was not influenced and, and used Bill Russell as inspiration and, and admired him. I, I can't think of any NBA player who probably didn't see that. And one thing that came up a lot in the remembrances today, especially on the Red Sox broadcast on NESN, they had Bob Ryan on, prolific Celtics reporter had him on, and he mentioned Bill Russell's laughter and his laugh that was absolutely infectious and the sense of humor he had. And that was mentioned in a lot of statements about him, Um, but that was one thing that keeps getting brought up. And then there are videos that are tweeted out of him Flipping off Charles Barkley just because. And his sense of humor really comes through in a lot of things. And you, you can see that on Twitter, just everywhere, tweeted out today. And Adam Silver also, of course, released a statement. And he said, Bill Russell was the greatest champion in all of team sports. There you go right there. The countless accolades that he earned for his storied career with the Boston Celtics, including a record 11 championships and five MVP awards, only begin to tell the story of Bill's immense impact on our league and broader society at the height of his athletic career. Bill advocated vigorously for civil rights and social justice, a legacy he passed down to generations of NBA players who followed in his footsteps through the taunts, threats, and unthinkable adversity. Bill rose above it all and remained true to his belief that everyone deserves to be treated with dignity. That is a statement right there. And just like you said, he was in the front row for Martin Luther King's. I have a, like that is unreal. The things that he, that Bill Russell saw and overcame and had to, I mean, so devastatingly go through. It's just incredible. What a life he lived. And like Adam Silver mentioned the NBA players who were so impacted generations of NBA players impacted by Bill Russell. So the news of his passing he was, yes, 88 years old. It hits you, though. He was so much life to him. He, it, it's like, wow, Bill Russell passing away is, is very impactful. And I know that in the days and weeks and years, there's a statue of him, but I'm sure more things will be renamed after him. Remembrances will come out. Um, and it's, it's just a, a time to look back on the I, one of the most prolific careers in NBA history, arguably the most.
1: Yeah, it's interesting when you mentioned the statue. I found this out today. So they're actually, the statue, it's not outside the Celtics arena. It's outside City Hall, which I found found that pretty interesting. Uh, When you walk into the TD Garden about to watch a Celtic game, I feel like you should be walking past uh, Bill Russell. And I know you guys have that uh, Red Auerbach statue over there too as well. I don't know if that's like right outside uh, the arena, but I I found that very interesting that uh, the bill russell statue outside city hall opposed to the so
2: this zach is a great point because it shows exactly what he is to not just the celtics but the city of boston so he it's like he's the mayor he's the if there was a president bill russell like it it, right outside of city hall the auerbeck statue is in quincy market which is not super far from um the capitol building so Absolutely. What he meant to, and still means to the city of Boston, Zach, that is an incredible point because that's where all of the iconic things of the city are at Bill Russell right there. And that's, that just speaks volumes about what he means to the city of Boston, which is why everybody in the city, you stop when you see news like that. And it's, it's like, yes, he, he was, you know, he, he passed away peacefully and that's a, a relief, but You're like wow. A piece of Boston is is to now be remembered because that it he is is Boston and a lot of the remembrances said that like he is the city of Boston. Um, I saw some interesting tweets today about how why is Tom Brady the goat and not Bill Russell? That's ridiculous. They played. I just this one tweet bothered me so much and they played two different sports like 50 years apart. Like, no, don't even say that. You can be, there can be more than one. There are two different sports. Bill Russell is the GOAT of basketball. Tom Brady can be the GOAT of football. Let's stop that nonsense. So if you see that tweet, think about that. Interpret it how you want, but think about that. My God, people. People just want their retweets and their attention. And this is about Bill Russell, not about that. He was the GOAT of basketball. There's a fact. We have a lot of other things to get to tonight, as well as we remember Bill Russell. Um, Kyler Murray. Some interesting contract news with Kyler Murray that we will get into next, where a clause in his contract had to be removed but was revealed to the public. Uh, what this clause said we will get into that and so much more we will discuss if we had a clause like this what would it be for which we kind of can can see what what Kyler Murray's was about uh video games I would think but we will get into that and so much more NFL stuff we have the opening of training camp the entrances Zach We have to get into, if you are a big uh, NFL training camp entrance guy, because there's a lot of performance in theater in this, I know you saw Aaron Rodgers entrance, correct?
1: Yeah, I did. And it's funny (laughs) when I saw it, you know, I remember when we first started doing the show and Aaron Rodgers came up, you loved that office shirt that last year Aaron Rodgers came walking uh, into camp with. So I didn't know if he'd be able to outdo it this year, but I guess he did.
2: I was just going to say, Zach, he topped it this year, and we will get into all of that coming up right here on Back to the Futures. Stay right here. We will be right back.
0: It's Michael Jenkins from The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern. Download the free Odyssey app and search BetQL to beat the books. The
1: BetQL Network.
3: I'm Listening Daily, brought to you by Genomind. Here's licensed therapist Dr. Chris Donahue on taking steps to reach out. I want people to be proactive, and that means not waiting until you're really feeling bad in terms of mood or mental health before you take some of the action steps that we consistently are talking about. So I love the idea of us starting our day, setting self-care goals, and making one of them to reach out to a multitude of people to deal with our own loneliness, but also to check in on them. Now having said that, I also want people to know that emotions can be infectious. So check in on your own sense of how do I feel in some of these conversations, because it is okay to let someone know on the other end. Hey, listen, I'm starting to feel a little flooded or a little overwhelmed or anxious. Can we start talking about something a little more lighthearted, funny or joyful? I'm listening is brought to you by Genemind, the Genomind mental health map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit mentalhealthmap.com to learn more and order your mental health map
4: DNA test kit today. That's mentalhealthmap.com. The best players in the league perform even better with a great assist. And using BetQL to help take your sports betting to the next level, it's an MVP move. BetQL analyzes every bet from every game to find you the most profitable opportunities. Sometimes a spread is off by a few points, or a total is way too high or low. BetQL shows you where the real value is, so you can make smarter bets and cash in more consistently. All the bets from today's games are clearly listed and ranked on a scale of 1-5 to stars. Those five-star bets give you the best chance to win and have shown real proven results. Get insights on sides, totals, player props, and more, combined with articles from BetQL's team of wagering experts. BetQL has you covered for pro and college games, football, basketball, baseball, and even hockey and soccer. It's time to get better at betting with BetQL. Visit BetQL.com and use promo code BET for 20% off. That's 20% off with promo code BET at BetQL.com.
0: The sports betting world never sleeps, so wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, featuring Ryan Horvat, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. Do you have anything in baseball tonight?
4: <clears throat> I, I was leaning the Yankees, but listen, I'm in the wave right now, I'm telling uh, you. I'm yeah, 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 got to pick your spot. I'm not about to get bullied into taking bets anymore. <laughs> oh, Trista, there, this is a, a yep, non-bullying can, show. No, bullying? no just, Here. Just, just, not, just like gambling Twitter, you know how it is. Oh, yeah. You just want to be on something. You just want the juice of it. It's like, I've never done hard drugs, but I imagine that's how hard drugs are. Are you sure? I've never done hard drugs.
0: No, I'm just... I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I believe you on that side.
3: Sorry about the comparison. Cinder. I did not take steroids. Well, yes, you
0: did. Well, why is your skin turning colors? BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network.
3: Always live on the free Odyssey app.
0: Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network.
2: Welcome back to Back to the Futures here on Odyssey and the BetQL Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Watch this right here on Twitch each and every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Lucy Burge here with Zach Kroll alongside, and we are going to get into some NFL stuff. As football is underway, essentially, with training camp opening up and the season just around the corner. First of all, Zach, we saw some very interesting training camp entrances. What do you think about the elaborate ways players show up to camp? Do you care? Do you think it sets a tone for the season or does it really not matter at all?
1: I think they're pretty entertaining. It actually reminds me. I'm sure you watched The Bachelor before, and you know, on that first night when they're walking out of the limo, they plan like all these crazy entrances. Even in baseball, I remember a few years back, Yoannis Cespedes comes into mm-hmm. Mets uh, spring training on a horse. Uh, oh yes, wearing his cowboy hat, and uh, yeah, I-, I do like the good entrances. You know, I feel like. And at times, it could depend on who you are. If you're Aaron Rodgers, if you're Tom Brady, you could rock whatever, come in doing whatever you want. But if you're just a no name guy coming in with a crazy <laughs> entrance, it's a bold strategy. But hey, if you, whatever tone you want to set coming into the season, that's on you, and you could do it. It's a, a crazy time to see and all these plays you're familiar with, but haven't really thought about in a while since uh, last season come in. And there's just nothing better than uh, training camp and football being in the air.
2: It's true because that's what it comes down to, after all, is that whatever they wear, whatever they show up in, whatever vehicle, it means football is starting. We saw Aaron Rodgers last year show up in the office t shirt, which was great. That was, it set the tone. It was like, all right, he's, it's the Kevin spilling the chili. I remember analyzing that, what that meant for the season ahead. And then this year, he shows up as Nicolas Cage from Con Air. Uh film I have not seen, but yeah, he looked great, I think. And then we had Russell Wilson showing up in a tank or some kind of... Uh, his own jersey. Huge... Yes, in his that? own jersey. Have you ever seen that? No, I've never seen that. No. When he's yes. never even
1: played a game for that team. That's a bold one.
2: <laughs> he definitely hit up the team store. That's for sure. He's ready to go. But I think, see, in terms of setting the tone, like, yeah, that's not that's not a bad move. But I think if you are a player who's a no-name player and you can pull it off, Show up in something crazy like that, make your name be like, Oh, yeah, that's the guy that showed up in the like fire truck, like that's that's the cement truck, that's the guy. Like one year, Antonio, it was 2017, I think Antonio Brown showed up in a Rolls Royce with a chauffeur and the whole nine yards. He wore something from like the 1920s, and it was like that's something you remember these things. You remember the guy that showed up in an ice cream truck, like it. With the Choco Tacos. But yeah, no, it, it you remember the memorable entrances. And I think Aaron Rodgers right now is like the Heidi Klum of NFL training camp entrances because he takes it so seriously. Heidi Klum takes Halloween so seriously. So this is like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers also loves Halloween, as we know. But he takes this so seriously, and he does the whole nine yards. So those entrances, when you're looking at the odds, could set the tone for the season. So keep those in mind, as I do when I look at the odds season-long odds for each team. But we have to get into Kyler Murray because this is kind of, oh, you read it and you're like, interesting, but then you think about it, it's like kind of wild. When you think about it as a bigger scope. So Kyler Murray, the Cardinals announced on Thursday that they have removed an addendum to Murray's 230.5 million five-year contract that mandated at least four hours of independent study during game weeks. So he would not receive credit for the independent film study if he was not personally studying or watching the material while it is being displayed or played, or if the player is involved in activities that could distract his attention, television, video games, or surfing, surfing the internet, Zach, surfing the internet. What do we make of this?
1: It's crazy because when it comes to the quarterback position and when you want to pay a lot of money to someone at that position, the most important position, I don't like taking risks. I only like paying a premium for guys I know when things start going out of control and when you need a leader, when you need a guy to step up and say to the guys, it's going to be okay, just follow my lead. You need a trustworthy individual. And even before this clause and it got removed, it could be the biggest red flag I've ever seen in the history of quarterbacks. And with Kyler, it's crazy because there have been plenty of red flags besides this, whether it's the Cardinals having to bring in and overpay for uh, uh, with guys like A.J. Green and J.J. Watt. They had to bring those guys in last offseason because they were concerned about Kyler Murray and his leadership ability. Then last year, the last time we saw Kyler Murray on a football field the Cardinals were getting blown out they were getting embarrassed by the Rams and with five minutes left in the game he's on the bench telling his backup quarterback Colt McCoy nah you got it I'm not going in I quit I'm not going in the rest of the game and then you just look at the overall performance the Cardinals have gotten off to really strong starts in each of the last two seasons and it is completely uh, fallen off the rails he's struggled with injuries and Combi- like when you combine the off the field stuff with this, uh, with the on the field stuff with this off the field stuff, like it makes me, it makes it really hard for me to trust Kyler Murray and give him that money. And when you just look at this guy's history, right? He- athletics have never been a problem; it's always come easy for him. This is a guy that was the best high school football player in the history of Texas, not Alaska, not New Jersey, Texas, where high school football is king and a former number one overall pick who was originally going to play baseball uh he had a great last year at oklahoma he turned so many heads that he raised his stock so much and when i see that the cardinals had to put in this clause it's super concerning because clearly they're having trust issues about the guy they're paying all this money to. and when i look at the cardinals decision to pay him and then the decision to remove the clause because clearly he wasn't happy about it I'm just confused why the Cardinals are just giving in to every single demand this guy has. And usually when you pay the guy, that's when the bad qualities start coming out. You saw it with Antonio Brown. That money turned him into a monster. For all this stuff to be happening before he gets paid, what's going to happen after he gets paid?
2: These are all great points, Zach. And one thing you said about him being the greatest football player in Texas, which of course is a big deal That's the entitlement he feels. So with that entitlement and the feeling, I think also cockiness where he thinks he doesn't have to work as hard. It's like the kid in school who and I always kind of admired these people because I was jealous of them who didn't have to study but got A's on everything because they just I knew a girl in high school who had a photographic memory and all she needed to do was look at everything once and she aced everything. This is kind of the mentality I think he has where he thinks he's good enough to just go out and play because all his life he's been told he's the best at this. So you probably been told he has a natural talent so that he doesn't have to watch film. He doesn't have to do, or watch as much film. I'm sure he watches film. But this screams to me that there was some big issue the team had with the amount of time he was spending, I would say, playing video games because it is well known. He has made it well known. That he loves video games. A quote you brought up, and a quote I have about Cliff Kings from Cliff Kingsbury from 2019 about Kyler Murray. He said, as far as his mental makeup, not much bothers him, except I think losing at Fortnite, he doesn't take that very well. Not losing football games, losing at Fortnite. And there are other things, like the quote you found, Zach, about video games for him.
1: Yes. Uh, So this was the quote. The New York times did a profile article on Kyler Murray, pretty close to the time uh, after he got drafted number one overall. And this is a a quote from Kyler. Uh, I think I was blessed with the cognitive skills to just go out there and just see it before it happens. Murray said, I'm not one of those guys that's going to sit there and kill myself watching film. I don't sit there for 24 hours and break down this team and that team and watch every game because in my head, I see so much. And Lucy it's crazy because when I see that quote it really does make sense and it's wild when you're when you're paying attention to all the little details that go on in the story for so long there comes a point where all the dots just start to connect and everything starts to click and that's what's happening for me when I see that quote it's super concerning and what the clause told me was that Kyler Murray has no interest in being great he has no interest in being elite there's no doubt that right now Kyler Murray is one of the 15 best quarterbacks in the NFL that's accomplished some things. He's He won uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. He's made a few Pro Bowls. He's put up some nice stats, but he hasn't gotten better each year as his career has gone on. The numbers look pretty similar in each of his three years, and the winning hasn't came. The Cardinals had such a disappointing end to their season last year. And there is so much pressure on him going into the season and not only outside of the building, but even inside the building as well. If I'm someone in the Cardinals locker room, I'm not particularly happy that my quarterback, it seems like, has the ability to bullying the team and making decisions.
2: Exactly. No, this is I think that quote, basically, he just said, I don't think I need to watch film. I don't think I need to do this. So he's probably instead playing video games, which I have nothing really against video games. I think they're great for hand-eye coordination and they're a great stress release. Like, it's not that. It's that he's shirking his responsibilities to play them. So when you have to kind of like someone who's in high school or an academic setting where they need structure and they need boundaries, four hours a week of independent study, when you think about an entire week, there are a lot of hours in that week. Four hours... A week? That's it? I feel like I just. This is just me. I feel like you should put more than four out. This is like they were. They're just putting in. Okay, uh, uh, four hours is not that much time, but we're gonna. We're just gonna say he's gonna have four hours, and maybe he'll do more kind of thing. Where they're it, the way they put this in there is a little passive aggressive. I think where at four hours of independent study. Like he can't, and how do you even, how do you even track this? How do you, you have to like physically have like the start and stop of the video and when his eyes are on it and how long he's, somebody watch him sit there for four hours, which again, think about the the things you do during the day that four hours can sometimes go by like that. And that's your whole week. Like that's all you have to do all week for film study is just for like, that seems the whole thing seems a little messed up to me.
1: Yeah. Well, clearly the Cardinals are concerned, and that's why I'm so confused. They still had a year plus to wait. If Kyler Murray would have went out there this season, stayed healthy for a full year, get his team to the playoffs, have another statistical year, and just prove to us that he is a capable leader, that he has the ability to lead a team of grown men by himself and uh, just have a successful season. If I were the Cardinals, I would have no problem paying a little bit extra money if he would have just gone out there and showed us, okay, I'm the guy you think You're paying for, but it seems like the Cardinals were pretty nervous, nervous enough that they had to put this clause into the contract. And then the other day, Kyler Murray uh, meets the media, and clearly he was not happy about this getting out, but. As football fans, Lucy, you and I were just minding our own business. We were just getting ready for training camp, having a great time. And then all of a sudden, we see that the Cardinals weak this clause. And Kyler said, oh, you know, you, it's unreasonable of you guys to think that uh, I could be uh, so successful, get to this level without putting any of the work in. And it's like, no, Kyler, we didn't think that. Your team did. And they were so concerned that they weaked it out to us because clearly they're having some trust issues, even though they just paid you over $200 million.
2: Exactly. We would never have known this at all if his team had not leaked this. So, yeah, he holds his press conference, calls this disrespectful, described it as almost a joke. And it just, there is a, it seems like there is now distrust. You're like, oh, this is not good. This is not great here on either side. Because I don't know if there had been a conversation before they put this addendum in the contract with him personally to say, hey, maybe. You know, spend an hour or two more watching film each day or something like that. Or did they just put this in his contract and then they ha- they were mad at him for pushing back on it and mad that they had to take out this addendum that they announced it essentially to the public because they were mad at him. So it's like, look at this guy. Look what this guy does instead of watching film and then made us do for his contract just so everybody knows that this guy can be working harder and this is who he really is and kyler murray's like uh no this is a joke so looking at their so the cardinals are plus 300 to win the nfc west plus 1400 to win the nfc plus 3000 to win the super bowl do you see these odds as any reflection on this situation do you think that because i think the distrust that could be festering here could affect how kyler murray actually how he plays because the the team said this is a distraction so we we had to the distraction you created the distraction by by trying to limit his distractions you created a distraction so could this actually lead to him not playing as well because he distrusts his team, and there's turmoil. So, I mean, what would you take the Cardinals right now in any of these?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't, and it's funny. I was not too high on the Cardinals even before this clause came out. I've noticed that the last two years, this is a team that has gotten off to such nice starts, but whether it's injury problems for Kyler, we know compared to a lot of the other quarterbacks, he's a little bit smaller, uh, is a little bit injury-prone, could take some big hits, and that's really cost the Cardinals over the past few years. But I look at this team – First of all, they're going to be uh, without DeAndre Hopkins, their top receiver, for the first six games of the season. He failed the PED test. And last year, towards the back end, when he wasn't healthy, that's when the Cardinals really started to struggle. And I know they bring in Kyler Murray's uh, former college teammate in uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown. But this is my issue with the Cardinals. It seems to me like they're doing whatever they can to appease this guy and to get – yeah. Uh, the two sides on the same page, but when they have to do that, like that's a sign to me that okay, I don't know if this is the guy you want to be paying uh, that much money to. And when I look at the Arizona Cardinals, like I have no real interest in betting them to do anything this season. I believe their over/under right now is around eight and a half to nine. I would take the under on that, and uh, yeah, not not high on Arizona
4: right now.
2: Yeah, when there is tension between the the star player and the organization, that spells trouble. All the time. We are going to get into some MLB news because things are heating up with the trade deadline approaching. Stay right here. We will be right back on Back to the Futures.
1: Joe Ostrowski here. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, 9 to noon Eastern on your home for wagertainment, the BetQL Network.
0: It's BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network.
1: So give us a surprise team or two.
0: Uh, I'm going to focus on two teams. One that could surprise a lot of folks if they make the playoff, and I think they've got a shot at doing it is Utah. And when you look at Utah, Kyle Whittingham's strength's always along the offensive line and the defensive line. They've got that this year. They've got my number six rated offensive line, number 17 D-line. So I I definitely like Utah. And then another one to take a look at would be uh, the Pitt Panthers. And when you look at uh, Pitt the big thing is for them okay they've lost Kenny Pickett they've lost Jordan Addison so they're not going to be a great team this year my number two defensive line in the country an outstanding defense the offensive line vastly improved and has the potential to to get double digit wins even win the ACC this year I like Pitt going over BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth presented by by BetMGM 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network
2: always live on the free Odyssey app
0: Start your day with a daily tip featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea messenger weekday morning, six to 9 a.m. Eastern on the bet presented by BetMGM.
2: MGM. I saw where the Ohio state officially, I believe have trademarked the word the how does this even happen? I feel like this is a commonly used phrase, which they should not own.
4: I'm afraid to speak because if I use that <laughs> word, I don't want to be sued by that university. We've got someone connected to Ohio State and inflation is high. I'm a little worried about <laughs> lawsuits coming my way. I can't afford it right now. So I'm just going to sit here and make sure that I craft these questions a little bit differently than I had planned. In fact, we I'm just getting noticed, Chelsea. We We have to change the name of our show. It's now Daily Tip, presented by BetQL.
0: (laughs) The Daily Tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network.
2: Always live on the free Odyssey app.
0: I'm listening daily, brought to you
3: by Genomind. Here's licensed therapist Dr. Chris Donahue on taking steps to reach out. I want people to be proactive, and that means not waiting until you're really feeling bad in terms of mood or mental health before you take some of the action steps that we consistently are talking about. So I love the idea of us starting our day, setting self-care goals, and making one of them to reach out to a multitude of people to deal with their own loneliness, but also to check in on them. Now, having said that, I also want people to know that emotions can be infectious. So check in on your own sense of how do I feel in some of these conversations, because it is okay to let someone know on the other. End. Hey, listen, I'm starting to feel a little flooded or a little overwhelmed or anxious. Can we start talking about something a little more lighthearted, funny or joyful? I'm listening is brought to you by Genomind, the Genomind mental health map, the new expert starting point for your mental health. Visit mentalhealthmap.com to learn more and order your mental health map DNA test kit today. That's mentalhealthmap.com.
0: Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague only on the BetQL network.
2: We are back on Back to the Futures. Lucy Burge here with Zach Kroll alongside Brandon Sprague. We'll return next week as we soar into football season, which will be here before we know it. But. It is still baseball season, thankfully, I think, at least, kind of, if you're a Red Sox fan, it's it's really bittersweet. And we are coming up on a crucial part of baseball season this Tuesday with the MLB trade deadline. The rumors will pick up in the next day or so. We've already seen a lot of speculation, rumors, moves. We've already seen Luis Castillo get dealt to Seattle for three of their top five prospects. The big question, will... We Juan Soto or Shohei Otani be traded? What will happen with that? A lot of big moves. But as we enter the trade deadline and this this part of the season, I have almost successfully switched over to Mets fandom and joined you, Zach, in the Mets. Because so my dad grew up a Red Sox fan, my mom a Mets fan. I, I have now put this Mets banner in front. If you can see it on the camera, put it in front of my Red Sox display here because I. I am all in. I am all in on the Mets, Zach. I am roaring to go with them.
1: Yeah, Lucy, it's great timing as though, the, of course, when we're doing a show, the Mets are one of the best teams in baseball. And being here in New York, it feels great because even though football season's right around the corner, in New York when the Yankees and the Mets, when they're both playing well especially, it's a baseball town, and the past few days of the Subway Series games were absolutely electric. And it's crazy because both teams here in New York, are really going to have a chance to make a deep postseason run. But I wanted to say this about the Yankees really quickly. You, you know, uh, I'm a Mets guy. You're in all in on the Mets. That's great. We're going to get into them. But with the Yankees, this is now year 5 uh, or year or uh yeah, year 5 of the Aaron Judge baby boomer era uh here in New York. In 2017, they kind of came out of nowhere, made it all the way to the ALCS and lost a heartbreaking series to the Astros and since then, the Yankees have just had Devastating postseason loss after devastating postseason loss. One of them was to the Red Sox. I'm sure you remember that well. But this has got to be the year for the Yankees, in my opinion. They're the best team in baseball right now. And with the Mariners trading for Luis Castillo, that was a guy the Yankees were linked to. And the narrative here in New York was okay, he would have been a great Yankee, but the Mariners gave up three of their top five prospects to get him. That was way too much. We'll pass. We're fine. And I see where they're coming from. But when I look at this Yankee team, who cares about the prospects? I know that they have a very good farm system, and there there is a chance one of them – Uh, grows up and turns into the next Derek Jeter. I get that. But especially for a guy like Juan Soto, especially for a guy like Shohei Ohtani, if you're the New York Yankees, and clearly this team is not perfect right now, they're not the 1998 Yankees. They've taken a little bit of a step back. Uh, They actually lost today to the Kansas City Royals. Even the the first game of that series, it was 0-0. Aaron Judge wins the game by himself in the bottom of the ninth with a walk-off home run. I just think the Yankees have to go all in to a team that has to win the World Series. But right now, they they, they're not perfect they need to add a little more and I think adding a guy like Soto or Otani obviously would put them over the top but I just think they need to be willing to give up some of their top prospects to spend and really get this team going and to put them over the top
2: no 1000 percent and it is wild to think about the Mets being right there with them because you always think oh the Mets are gonna met like they're they're gonna mess it up somehow but not they haven't yet and it's gonna be August tomorrow and they are still one of the best teams in baseball so can you imagine if one of these teams or both or something happens with them, them and Juan Soto or Otani. And when Shoei, because Shoei Otani, just get the guy on a team that can win the World Series. If he has to be on the Angels any longer, I'm going to lose my mind. This guy is hitting home run after home run, pitching performances like you wouldn't believe. And he's losing the Angels are losing, and it is driving me nuts. It is, And, and Juan Soto, it's it's a similar situation with the Nationals, who also stake. And he needs to be on a better team as well. But the Shohei Otani case is driving me crazy. And when he was asked about getting traded, the perfect Shohei Otani response, because he is very level-headed and very smart. He's a smart businessman he said regardless of where i'm playing i'm going to give it my all and try to win that ball game in front of me i am with the angels right now and i'm very thankful for what they've done perfect response i mean it could i mean probably he was told to like his his agent was like don't say anything about how much you don't want to be on this team and he's like i know that's obviously not what i'm gonna say because i am showy otani and i he's the guy is perfect He's, he's perfect in every way he can do something. Babe Ruth would be a lot less classy with his answer. Shohei Otani does everything better than Babe Ruth, but he obviously does not want to be on the, who would want to be on the angels right now? Like, I mean, the weather's great in LA, but that's about it. Like get him on. I dare I say at the Yankees. I just want to see Shohei Otani win the world series. I want to see him in the playoffs. I want to see Shohei Otani hit home runs in the world series and I'd be absolutely lights out on the mound in the world series. So please just wherever he ends up with the Mets, which would be great. Even if it's with the Yankees, just somewhere where he can win something.
1: Yeah, it's crazy because I think the Angels are in a really tough spot. They're a team that even though it hasn't translated to wins, they've thrown so much money at so many big free agents or even guys on their own team developing uh, Mike Trout. But it, it just hasn't resulted in wins. And I do think if you're the Angels, things are pretty bad right now. You have two of the best players, maybe if not two, the two best players in baseball, and you're not playing well, you're not winning. But if you trade Shohei Otani for a team's – I don't care. They're top five prospects, all of them the angel fans cannot be happy. And that in my opinion would signal rock bottom. So if you're the angels, I'm doing everything in my power not to trade this guy and just somehow make it work. But at the same time, I think things could be so bad right now, or at least they feel so bad. They might not have a choice. I really hope Mike Trout is okay. We got the news this past week that he could be struggling with a a back uh, uh, issue, which could affect him for the rest of his career. And I hope uh, he's good. And he gets that taken care of, but The Angels just feel stuck right now, a team that has thrown so much money at so many different guys, and it's just not resulting in wins. And the best thing long-term for them might be trade Otani, rebuild your farm system, get a couple really good prospects, but the fans would just be outraged. I know they're not the most popular team, especially there in LA with the Dodgers in their backyard, but this is just an awful situation for the Angels. And there isn't something immediately that comes to mind right away that makes me say, okay, that'll fix it. That'll get it done. Like this could take some time, And it's just wild, even with two of the best players in the game, how bad they're playing and just how bad the vibes are over there in Anaheim.
2: Exactly. And just taking a quick glance at the AL MVP race, which between Shohei Otani and Aaron Judge has been very contentious when it comes to the odds. If you took Aaron Judge to last week, he was, I think it was plus 180 or plus 130. He's now minus 380. So if you took him then, at, I mean, put like even like a hundred bucks on that. You are so lucky right now because I think this is what I think. Shohei Otani can be the best player in baseball. And I saw a tweet today that that supported this argument because I've been thinking a lot about this. He can be the best player in baseball, but Aaron Judge can be the MVP. The two can coexist. So, I mean, I don't see how Aaron Judge is not the AL MVP this season. Shohei Otani at plus 350 can still be the best player in baseball, But the problem is he's on the Angels. Like, he's on a terrible team. So it's tougher. Also, Aaron Judge hitting home runs every single night. So at, as we were talking about during the break, Zach posed a question to me. Do you know how old Aaron Judge is? And I did say 30 because I I do remember seeing that he is 30, which he is doing a lot of good things for people like myself who are 30 years old, making us look really good. We can be in the prime of our lives and our careers at 30 years old, which in many businesses, is old baseball being one of them? Depending on your physical uh, strength, uh, Aaron Judge clearly is the the Tom Brady of, of the thirty year olds because he is he's just absolutely raking every single night. My new player prop is Aaron Judge over one and a half total bases. He has replaced Raphael Devers as the total bases prince. I will say that because Devers has not been playing, and I do miss him. But Aaron Judge is exciting to watch. Saying this as a Red Sox fan. Slash Mets fan, go Mets! LGM hashtag. Um, Aaron Judge is exciting to watch. Like he's just the Yankees right now are exciting to watch. As are the Mets, and and it must be really nice to the team that you grew up supporting and love with all of your heart that they're good because I forget what that's like. So to see a team that is having fun and that is winning and successful is it's like FOMO, but like I'm excited for the team. <laughs> Like, it's, yeah, a, it's, it's a kind of fun to watch. Yes.
1: Especially when you, when your team has won, what, three, four World Series in the last two decades? You know, I'm just happy when my team not got enough. there once. A fluke. in <laughs> I don't want to say a fluke, but it kind of came out of nowhere in 2015. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy with the Mets, the whole atmosphere. Since uh, Steve Cohen has came in, he brings in Buck Showalter. And really, since the beginning of the season, it's just been a business as usual, like mantra for the Mets. And it's funny because Aaron Judge has been playing so well throughout the season. And if you remember, Lucy – At the beginning of the season, Aaron Judge found himself in a little bit of controversy. He turned down the Yankees' offer. Um, They lowballed him a little bit. They they gave him not much length. It was like a five-, six-year deal, but the uh, annual money per year was pretty high, and I think ultimately if the Yankees are going to get him back, that's what it's going to take because at age 30, you don't want to give a guy a seven-, eight-year deal. But Aaron Judge has played this perfectly. He bet on himself, and he's having one of the best seasons we've ever seen, and I agree with you 100%. Not only should Aaron Judge be – the the AL MVP, but honestly, like Shohei Otani shouldn't even get a vote, and that's nothing against him. He's phenomenal to watch. He is a guy that, if you're watching the Angels, like that's the guy you want to watch every at bat, every time he takes the mound, his box office. But his team is so bad, and more importantly, Aaron Judge is carrying the best team in baseball. As I said the other day, yeah. the Yankees were in a 0 0 game against the Royals, and he hits a walk off bomb in the ninth. He's winning games by himself. And just playing, being the best player for the best team when his team is this good and Shohei Ohtani's team is that bad, I agree with you. Aaron Judge should be the clear AL MVP.
2: Exactly. And if you get it now versus before, I mean, yeah, you could put some money on that, but not a ton of value on it now. But I think he is the clear MVP. A couple things as we wrap up our final show before the MLB trade deadline. For Juan Soto, it is reportedly down to the Padres, Cardinals, Dodgers when it comes to other teams that are in the mix there. So we'll see what happens with that. We'll be keeping a huge eye on this as, as we go into Tuesday. I mean, there's going to be – I feel like there's going to be a splashy blockbuster trade, and I'm I'm worried because – also, the Red Sox are reportedly listening to trade offers involving their veteran players, J.D. Martinez, Christian Vasquez, and Nathan Evaldi. So they will be unrestricted free agents this summer. Bogarts, we know, is staying. Devers, I would say, is probably staying. Um, so there could be some really splashy blockbuster trades – between now and Tuesday that trade deadline cannot come fast enough because I am very nervous but also a little bit excited because this is this is exciting this is exciting stuff Zach um, a lot of stuff we got to tonight Zach thank you so much for co-hosting you did an absolutely brilliant job with this and we really got to a lot here Kyler Murray MLB trade deadline NFL Bill Russell RIP to an absolute legend and icon. And thank you all for watching and listening to Back to the Futures here on Odyssey and the BetQL Network. We will see you next week.
1: It's Quinn Mayo, and I'm here to help you bet smarter on BetMGM tonight. 7 to 11 Eastern, presented by BetMGM. Download the free Odyssey app and search BetQL on the BetQL Network.